Good afternoon, K Tahoe, the new 961 and AM 590. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. We got some snow. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. So that was good. Lots of uh, precipitation, which is good to refill that lake. It precipitated. I'm happy about that. Uh, so today we're talking about the paradox of choice, and it's a, um, it's an interesting theory by Barry Schwartz. Uh, he actually wrote a book called The Paradox of Choice, and he's got a great TED Talk that I put on the Positivity Link Facebook page. So mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to hear from the author's mouth, um, there's a great TED Talk on there that I've posted for you. Um, but just basically talking about choice and why having a lot of choices is not always the best thing. No, it's not. So... Uh, so when uh, when we think about how many things we have to choose nowadays, right? There's it's pretty much anything and everything. So you think about what car you want, and we went through this. And I remember um, a local mechanic in town that I used to work by saying, uh, you know, you're never going to find the perfect car, right? So we were looking at trucks, which would be easy to take our um, you know our paddle boards around in, and mm-hmm. we were looking at cars that were more energy efficient and had better gas mileage and we were looking at cars that would seat more people so when my mom's in town we can all drive in the same car mm-hmm. um and we were looking at stuff that where we could take the kids and their friends i mean it was just on and on right yeah. and we could just never quite find the right thing and then we f- found one that we kind of liked but then it was super expensive and so we just went round and round and i remember him saying to us you know you it, it's never going to be the perfect car cuz there's not one car that does all the things that you no, could you potentially just need to buy five right so exactly <laughs> so that's what you know people who have lots of money they just buy like they have the truck for the weekend and then the you know energy efficient diesel for the commutes and the road trips and and so, um, and you know, oftentimes when you start to purchase something or you go to buy something or decide on something, you're deciding for like this small window of chance that you might use it, right? Mm-hmm. So we ended up buying a, um, an SUV that is a diesel, so it gets great gas mileage and has seven passengers, which is nice. Um, and we really, and I really wanted something that was nice for road trips, mm-hmm. you know? And my husband said, how often do we take road trips? And it was like, well, yeah, really just like once a year. <laughs> but we, you know, I do a lot of road trips for work. So in the end, it won out to have a more comfortable car for me to drive a lot for work. Um, but, you know, you're never quite satisfied with the choice because now it's a really tall car. So it's hard to get the paddle boards on. So you think, oh, the truck would be so much easier. <laughs> and this is really what um, Barry Schwartz talks about in his paradox of choice is that, the basic Twitter version is is that um, when you have too many choices, uh, it makes it much harder to decide, and you're less satisfied with the outcome. You know, I've often I've often said this. Barry and I should be friends because this has been something I have long touted. I I've always say, just go stand in the cereal aisle of a grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's interesting. He says that um, sometimes there, um, and this isn't from his, this is from the Wikipedia article, not from his. Um, TED Talk, but he talks about how um, sometimes we have kind of restrictions put on ourselves by belief systems mm-hmm. that narrow the choices. Mm-hmm. So like for us, we eat pretty, we try to eat as much organic as we can. You know, we try to go 100%, but that's impossible. Mm-hmm. So we're at about 90%. And it has really narrowed the choices of what our options are. You know, there's like three bags of chips we can get yeah. instead of like 400 <laughs> Right there's um, there's only a handful of cereals that we can get for the kids. 
because there's not that many organic cereals. You know, there's only a handful of, you know, types of milk because they don't milk make all the organic milk in like every single style and fat percentage and that kind of a thing. So that actually makes the shopping a little bit easier. Yeah. Same thing with when you go to buy a meat. You know, if they mm-hmm. have grass-fed beef, you only buy what they have because there's a limited choice. Yeah. So you can put these kind of restrictions around yourself. But basically, um, his his point is that we have too many choices in the world today and um and that's bad for us and when he's talking about the world he's actually and i shouldn't just say the world i should say the affluent western society because the whole point was that the more choices we have the more freedom we can have and if we have freedom then supposedly we'll be happier however the you know the freedom to choose is actually causing us great pain and suffering (laughs) in the process so it paralyzes us yeah, so that's actually a great segue as always, Jen. Um, that's his first, uh, he talks about the consequences of too many choices. And he says the first one is paralysis. And they, um, he talks, he references a study in his TED Talk where he talks about how um, at this one company they had, um, they studied the differences of the 401k program. And that when they had five choices of like mutual funds or mm-hmm. funds to invest in, that um, there were more people likely to invest than if they had 50 choices. Mm-hmm. When they had 50 choices, the people were, felt overwhelmed. They didn't know what to choose. They didn't know it would be good or bad. And so then they just chose to do nothing, which is crazy because here's this company saying, we'll match you. We'll give you free money every yeah. year, up to $5,000 of free money to participate in this program. And people are like, oh, it's just too hard to choose. So I just, I'm not going to. And he talks about paralysis. And you know, we've gone through this in our situation where there's been times where we've tried to buy something and it's like, it's just too hard to decide. So we just change our mind. We're not buying anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure you've had the same, right? <laughs> and, uh, and then I think about this with children and how many choices, you know, okay, well, should I encourage my kids to play sports or should I encourage my kids to be musicians or should I encourage my kids to be, um, you know, super academic or what have you. And all these different choices, all these things your kids can grow up to be. And, um, and then, and then we say to them, oh, you can be anything you want. And they're kind of like, whoa, mind blown. Like, I don't even know what I want. Like, what are the options? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we're, we're doing the youngest, uh, starting her high school schedule. Ooh, and it's like, okay, you got these electives. You can do this. You can do that. You can like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact she's going to high school, right? But, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, there's it is. It's a lot, and it does overwhelm you. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so he talks about paralysis being one of the first consequences of too many choices, um, and then he talks about how you end up less satisfied with your choice than if you had less to choose from. So, like when you, um, and he talks about this is because it's easy to imagine that you would you could have made a better choice. You know, so if you get a cereal, to your point, there's like 100, 200 boxes of cereal. So let's say you try one and you have these really high expectations because it's like highly nutritional with lots of fiber and supposed to taste great and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And you get home and you're like, oh, it's good. Yeah. It's not great. And then you it's start cereal. thinking, right? And then you start thinking, well, I could have what if I would have gotten that other one? Mm-hmm. That one could have been really good. Darn it, I should have gotten the other one. And then you start to kind of self-loathe and, and feel bad and blame yourself for making the wrong choice. You know, I think a great corporate example out there right now, In-N-Out Burger. Right. People love it. You go back. You know what you're – I mean, you don't have – they don't – they haven't 
deviated from their yeah, original. Yeah, there's no sourdough, pepper jack. No, you you know, they have kind of their mm-hmm. secret menu that some people know about, but it is not, it's not anything else than leave the bun off pretty much. But, it, you know, they don't, people, are, you're always satisfied. You don't say, oh, wow, I wish I would have ordered the chicken sandwich. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so, I mean, when you don't have the choice to, um, when you don't have the choice to say, I want a chicken sandwich or I want a chili dog or I want, you know, all it is is a burger, you're right. You know, then it's like you just pick a few little things like I want and it's the best burger you've ever had. Yep. And people will often, it's funny, people will often talk about In-N-Out like it is the most amazing hamburger they've ever eaten and the best fries. And personally, like it's good. It's good. I don't think it's the best burger I've ever eaten in my life. And I don't think their fries are the best ever. I think they're fresh. I think it's good. And if I was going to eat fast food, I'd probably choose to go there. Um, But I I mean... I think it's interesting how it, it's got such a following. Yeah. So um, so basically, you know, some of the other things that happen and why we're less satisfied the more choices we have is that it's easy to imagine the attractive benefits of the things you didn't choose, right? So, um, for example, this weekend, we went to a concert. We went and saw the English Beat at Hard Rock. Oh, and fun. it was really fun. And it was just like a total spur of the moment. And... Um, and on the, in the same token, my neighbors were like, oh, we were thinking about maybe um, hanging out with people across the street and playing Cards Against Humanity, which is a hilarious adult-only game. But I think it's just super fun. And so they talk about how, like, when you go out and you th- you're having such a fun time at the concert, and then you think, like, I wonder if it would have been more fun to play cards. Right. And so you miss being in the moment. And this is we talk about being present. Like I talk I've talked on the show of how to make the most out of twenty fifteen about being present and you know, you've heard me quote Gretchen Pisano's quote, be present or be absent, but don't be both many mm-hmm. times on the show. And and the point is is that when we're constantly thinking about like what we could have done instead, we're totally missing the opportunity to really enjoy what we're actually doing in the meantime. Yeah. Right. Or any if you order something to eat and then you look at your partner's meal and you're like, oh, that looks so I should have got that instead, you know, and then you're unhappy with this perfectly delicious meal that you chose that you wanted. And so um, so imagining the attractive benefits of things you didn't choose. Uh, is is an issue. And then also this um, kind of culminates in this escalation of expectations. And so um, I, I thought it was funny. Barry was talking about genes in his TED Talk. And he was talking about how when you have um, – you know, in the old days, you went in, you got jeans, they all were cut the same, they were uncomfortable. And if you wore them and washed them long enough that they would eventually become decent. Well, he goes in to get new jeans. And they talk about like, do you want boot cut or slim cut or easy fit or, you know, baggy fit or acid wash or stone washed or distressed or, you know, and there's just all these different things you can get. And it's like, I don't know what I want. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure what I want. Like, there's too many things to choose from. And I've actually been in this situation where I went with the intention to buy, like, a really nice pair of jeans. Like, I had a nice little savings. I was going to go, like, invest in a really nice pair of jeans. And I tried on, I mean, it must have been 30, 35 pairs of jeans at oh Macy's. goodness. Right, because the Macy's in San Francisco at the time, I mean, they have... 200 pairs of women's jeans over $100, like easily. So, I mean, there's so many things you could choose from. And I, you know, I got them and I thought they looked good in the store, but it was like I got them home and I was like, eh, 
you know, like they just weren't, right? I was like, eh, they're all right. And so, um, so that's exactly what we're talking about with this escalation of expectations is that we start to think like, oh, if I choose this, it could be really great. Or, oh, there's 50 choices, so there's got to be the perfect salad dressing or there's got to be the perfect sweater or the perfect pair of earrings or the perfect color lipstick or the per- I mean y- you could go on right and um and then when you start to compare what you got with even though they're they could be great they're probably not perfect but they could be really great jeans which these fit me well I mean they were good jeans um but I just was like oh Wow, I was kind of hoping for something even a little more comfortable and even maybe a little more, like, hot-looking. And, like, these are just, yeah, not... You're not feeling it. Not feeling it, right? But it's like you're you're comparing to this imaginative state that, you know, these expectations that didn't really exist. But in oh. your mind, you've created this, like, perfect vacation, this perfect yeah. pair of jeans. Yeah, it's been my experience. Most perfect things happen by accident anyway. Right, and I mean, I think I would... I would say, and this is not based on science, this is based on the, the you know, emotional intelligence of my own self. <laughs> but The life um, of Alexis. But I would say that when things are perceived to be perfect, it's because you didn't have an expectation. No, wasn't, and wasn't you planned. were fully present in the moment and able to fully experience what you had without comparison. And I think that that's when we get to perfect. Right. That's when we get to like these really great experiences. It's like when you go out expecting it to be like an okay time and then it's amazing, you know, and you're like, wow, that was great. Or you go to a movie thinking like, oh, it's got mixed reviews and then it's really good or Mm -hmm. you really like it. I mean, they might not really like it, but you did. And so um, so I think that's that's kind of when we get to that perfect um, state. And. Um, and so I just, you know, I, I'm sharing this with you because I think that a lot of people suffer when they're trying to choose. Mm-hmm. And um, he he could eventually goes on to talk about how when, you know, what's happening in the U.S. is that, you know, the more choices that we have, he's kind of tying it back to this idea of blaming ourselves for making the wrong choice, which then can lead to depression, and, you know, we've got a prolific expansion of depression going on in the U.S. And, uh, and it's this whole idea of, like, having too many things to choose from. And I would couple that with also comparison, you know, mm-hmm. the compare and despair. You know, I chose this car, but gosh, I should have got that one instead. Um, because now I'm looking at my neighbor who has that one, and she loves it, right? And, and so we kind of adjust our what we, uh, what we bought things with to, to our... Um, to our final purchase and and how we expected it to be and and so um we could say like oh this is the greatest car ever and then everybody else starts to go oh maybe i should have picked that car yeah right and so um so if you're suffering you want to think about what am i doing this cycle to myself am i doing this whole comparison like it could have been better are my expectations way too high mm-hmm. right am i way out of the ballpark of what i can get and what I, um, or what's realistically out there, am I not appreciating what I have? So I think some of the things you could do to overcome this are A, to start kind of analyzing what's actually happening for you. I mean, I typically, when I start to get negative emotions, and this is the the coach in me, right? So for those of you joining us who've never heard this show before, I'm Alexis Robin, local life and business coach, um, work for Peeling Coaching Center for Excellence. I'm the co-founder there, and, um, and we work with executives 
regularly. And so, um, so when things come up, when negative emotions come up, I try to go into like, okay, well, what, what's causing all this? You know, what's triggering it? What thoughts am I having? What's going on? And, um, so if you can kind of get in your own head there for a minute and say like, why, what's going on here? Well, if I make the wrong choice, like what would be at risk? You know, well, I might've spent money on something that isn't as good as it could have been. Well, you might, or you could suffer for five more years trying to decide and never make any decision. (laughs) So I try to do that. And then sometimes, I mean, I, my husband will kind of tease me sometimes. I've a, I'm pretty um, positive as a as a rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just believe that you trust the process of life. I mean, the show's called The Bright Side. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, but I have this pattern of where I kind of lower my expectations about things, and I um, and I don't get too like I'll, I'll say, well, you know, maybe we'll break even on taxes. And he'll be like, maybe we'll get money back, you know. And I'm like, I'd rather think we're going to break even. And then if we get money back, I'm pleasantly surprised. And he's like, you know, and some people would say that could be foreboding joy. But I just say, like, that's just setting me up to be super excited about whatever happens, you yeah. know, because in my heart of hearts, I probably think, well, maybe there's a chance. But um, but adjusting the expectations. And then – um. So that's one thing that you can do is is to adjust this. The other thing is to just notice that you're doing it and know that it's a um, it truly is a paradox of choice. So this isn't about you. This is happening all over um, with people that are buying cereal or people that are buying large purchases, mm-hmm. homes, cars, neighborhoods they're going to live in. I mean, all those things you can choose, the school you send your kids to. Um, and then another thing that I try to do um, – which helps me is that um, I take the mindset that these aren't forever choices. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it's like you buy a car. It's not forever. It's a significant investment. So it might be for three or four years. But the reality is at any time you could go sell the car and take a loss Mm -hmm. and get something else. Mm -hmm. And eventually if what you want is stronger or bigger than what you might lose on your investment then that's your choice yep right you get to go out and do that so I just try to remind myself it's not forever it's just for now and yes there's a small risk involved but there's a bigger risk in making no decision yeah right and so then sometimes I'll also um I'll think to myself or I'll tell myself um you know, I'm probably not going to be satisfied with any choice based on this paradox of choice because there's already too many options but I can be satisfied because I made a choice So I kind of try to shift it instead of like, I need to make the best choice. I'll just say, you know what? I need to make a choice. And I've done, you know, a month's worth of research and now it's time to move on and make a choice, Mm -hmm. even if it's not the perfect choice. Yep. So, um, so really interesting kind of paradox here is that choice is supposed to bring you freedom. It's supposed to, um, supposed to give you more, you know, satisfaction, more positive emotion. And sometimes it actually can work on our, in the opposite direction. And so, um, so I just encourage you to know that, you know, take this show, watch the Ted talk that's on our Facebook page, the positivity link, you know, read the book if you're really into it. Um, he's got a book on Amazon and, um, or read the article on Wikipedia. It's got a little more geeky science in it. If you're into that, and think about the things that you're choosing and, and where you might be self-blaming for a bad choice that you made when really the choice was probably okay. And uh, you probably don't deserve to be that hard on yourself. <laughs> so maybe be a little kind to yourself on choices. And at the end, if 
it works for you, try to just be grateful that you actually made a choice <laughs> and practice gratitude for the things that you do have. Yeah. Instead of practice, instead of doing the whole comparison, it could have been better. Well, be grateful that we live somewhere where we have so many choices. That's true. Absolutely true. And, um, and if you've got enough to have choices, maybe you want to share with others. That's right. So there you go. That's be right. generous. Be generous and uh, be grateful. So this is The Bright Side. You can find out more about us at the Positivity Link on Facebook. We also have a website, P-Link Coaching Center for Excellence, P-L-I-N-K. It stands for the Positivity Link because we're all about positive psychology and evidence-based research and the coaching we do. So we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to post on the page, and we'll be here same time, same place next week. Very good. All right. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for being here. You've been listening to Alexis Robin with The Bright Side here on K Tahoe, the new 96.1 and AM 590.